I'm pretty sure I watched one episode of Fighting Foodons and thought, this looks awesome, but then probably never watched it ever again. They would cook the food. Okay. And then the food would fight. Great. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's like fuck Pokemon. Iron Chef. Like, I don't fuck want to see the chefs fight. Po- fuck Pokemon. You do fuck. not fuck. Also, don't fuck an Iron Chef unless... Like, I do not fuck. I do not fuck my Pokemon. I have not fucked. I have I not, didn't expect I did not to expect make a YouTube me. video, yeah. apology video for fuck. I did not put it anywhere near a Pokemon. <sighs> I wouldn't have known who that was. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations! I was like, oh, who's this guy? The cat fucker guy. Cat fucker guy. Apparently, he's, apparently, he's a YouTube guy. I don't know. Here we are on the after show. It's me, it's Jeff, and down there there's Ben. It's me, it's Jeff, it's no one else. That's right. I did this. <laughs> me. Fighting, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, can we get, it's, it's yeah, do, do, they, we, do they issue the fighting food ons on DVD? Can we make that happen? Is that a, all systems, fight, like what? Like uh, fighting food ons, it's like um, two, no. Tune on. If you've got a fighting food on pun, uh huh, send it to Bombcast. Fighting dudons. No, you said a pun. I'm dudons. I don't. I don't know. We're here, hanging out, uh, taking your questions. It's been a, a big weird day. Um, the 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 two big things in my book are this Google thing and this Apex uh, Battle Pass. That's right. The Apex Battle Pass rates alongside <laughs> this streaming service. The future of gaming. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, I, Apex. Like I'm, I'm just literally sitting here going, like, man, as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get out there and get some. I'm gonna fucking buy. I'm gonna grind some levels. I think I'm gonna buy the. Well, that's the thing is like I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm gonna end up. Well, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I might be. I, I have to see how long it is. How long the? the do you have any idea? How long the say? season is? Yeah. I don't know. They they kind of indicated that the seasons. You know that they do like four seasons in a year. So oh, okay. I would assume it'd be, so it'd be like, like a two to three months, months yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, if it's like around three months, I could probably grind that out without the the bonus. Yeah. But you know, we'll see. And then ho- ideally, I'll have enough coins for next time, so it won't matter. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the questions. We've got a few different ways for you to get in touch with us here live on the show while we're doing the show. Uh, and then one way to get a hold of us not live. That way is a phone number. 707 exit flu is the number. You can call us and leave us some voicemail. But we, we you know, it's, it's a big morning. So let's hear, what, you know, from people live if we can. You know, uh, we got instructions on how to get at us via Discord at the top of the chat. Or if you're in the chat, there's an ask a question button. And you can ask a question just like Dark Elrond did. Says, no, so never mind what was actually unveiled at Google today. What were you expecting them to announce? Was it anywhere close? Uh, yeah, th- this is pretty much right on. Like they, I think they, they have more ideas around the, uh, you know, tying it into YouTube and all that other stuff that I had not considered, I think is, is probably the, the thing. But in terms of like, hey, here's a streaming service. It works on everything with a screen. Uh, all that sort of stuff, like the the controller having Wi-Fi in it as a way to remove a hop, uh, seems like an interesting twist that I would not have seen. Uh, I think that's kind of neat. Uh, and 
yeah, you know, it's uh, it's pretty much what I expected. I think the devil's in the details and the stuff, and and I want to know more about like how they're going to run it as a business. Also, I just you know, the, I think part of why I'm I have a lot of misgivings around some aspects of it is 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 that YouTube integration. Um, you know, YouTube's been um bad. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't mean like, oh, comments or this and that. Like, I, I think YouTube comments, at least for our stuff, has been, you know, within tolerance levels. It's not, it's not grotesque. Uh, it used to be worse. Um, but there's, like, there's but so like, many you know, issues. Th- th- yes, with- there's so many issues with YouTube and the types of videos and the algorithm that pushes people into, yes. like, just the fucking worst uh, you know, just race baiting, just garbage. You know, because it has high engagement. Yeah, it's, it's got high engagement. Uh, the, here's some flat Earth videos, and also let's talk about the non-whites. You know, like like just YouTube has a, a a rich history of fucking bad shit like that that they haven't successfully dealt with. And I think attaching a platform even more to YouTube right now that doesn't feel good. Mm-mm. That doesn't feel good. Um, so. I also think that those are solvable problems. And I think YouTube should endeavor to solve them more effectively and, and, and be talking about that more than they are. Uh, and, and so I think that's, uh, you know, that, that's just a, it, it, it doesn't, it feels bad. Uh, in an era where you've got fucking whack jobs out there shouting out, popular youtubers yeah. in the middle of horrific horrific crimes uh the idea that you're then going to get on a stage uh not that long after that event and be like oh yeah man you can get right to youtube and do all this. like remember that part where they were talking about influencers and they showed a bunch of youtubers on the background yeah do you think he was up there uh, like At, let's like say an earlier one cut, week ago an earlier cut of that video yeah i bet uh, maybe not like that guy's been yeah, well, there's been like the CEO of YouTube was tweeting at him like a couple of weeks ago, being like, "I can't wait to see what happens when you're on when you you vs T series is very fun to watch." And just like, yeah, they they don't know what to do with their influencers, but yeah, that's a whole no, other issue. That's, yeah, uh, in in a lot of ways, like even the people that are out there trying to like you know grind it out and earn a living and and yeah. and not being you know dirtbags. Like they don't know what to do with those creators either, you know. Like the the creator community, I think has been has been through so many ups and downs. Um, the, yeah, it's that stuff's just bizarre. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. Um, I think that that stuff just it doesn't sit well with me. Like that aspect of the service, I think there are other parts of it. Like I said, that I, I think are potentially uh, just real. Will will change the can't can't it has the potential to change the way you think about video games, what video games are capable of, all that sort of stuff. Like if that technology works as advertised and all that sort of stuff, then that's um and like Rich, Rich talking about what it offers to developers was really cool to yeah. hear and just the yeah the the idea of how drastically this could if everything goes according to their plans, how drastically this could change video games as an idea is kind right. of wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that there's like there's messy stuff around the edges that just uh, doesn't make it feel great. There's uh, um, one issue actually around the edge that we have a caller who's quite interested in talking about. Yes. Maybe we can uh, uh, let's let's punch up a, call. a little bit from them. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
Hello, my name is Alfredo. I'm from Mexico City. Hey, Alfredo, what's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, one part of the announcement that hasn't uh, gathered much attention. Uh, they said that it would be Linux-based. Yeah. And I, I, I'm starting to think that maybe they have the power that uh, Steam didn't have to push uh, Linux as a gaming platform. And I also saw that... Uh, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Microsoft also was talking a lot about the new features of DirectX 12. So uh, I'm starting to to feel like the the next frontier or, or the next battlefront of gaming, uh, so to speak, it's uh, OSs maybe because of course uh, Microsoft is also pushing the cloud very heavily, mm -hmm. and they will be pushing DirectX. So most of the games now are running on on DirectX. Some of them on OpenGL, but do you think this is a new opportunity for Linux to, you know, to explode? Maybe, and I, I don't know what. Uh, maybe, maybe a lot of development is going to shift to Linux. You know, uh, they they showed uh, Doom, and right. it all already said that it, it was pretty easy to port uh, their Vulkan-based API games to to another platform. Yeah. I don't think that's the case with DirectX. So I I, I don't know. Do, do you think the, this is the the next big battle between uh, Microsoft and Google? Who's going to punch first and who's going to punch harder? And which which platform is going to be the the, the platform of choice? Right. Yeah. That's uh that's a good question. Thanks. Thanks a lot for your call. Huh. Thanks. Um. I, yeah. I, I think that it ultimately depends on if. The games, well, yeah, if, they, if they're running on Google's architecture and that architecture is Linux-based, then presumably that's a, you know, then, then, hey, they're making their games in Vulkan, they're doing all that sort of stuff, and they're choosing that over DirectX. I think those battles kind of happen now to a certain extent, but it usually happens in the form of like, well, we're going to have to support everything because we're doing consoles. Um, you know, the the PlayStation is, is a Linux-based device, so... Um, I don't necessarily think that this necessarily, even at its most successful, doesn't necessarily lead to an explosion in a Linux use um, because I think developers are already probably, you know, having pipelines that support that sort of stuff already. Um, and I guess we'll have to hear more about, you know, Microsoft's like, wh what do they support at the, at the and what can't they support? Like, could you take a direct X game and run it on? Um, on Google's architecture, like yes, it's Linux based, but if you could you spin up some Windows variants or something to that effect, um, probably not, I guess. Um, but will Microsoft's version of this service or any other players that get into this space would they allow for like hey, like the the easiest way to build this stuff is to be all Linux based and server based and all this other stuff, but if you've got this other thing, we can we can technically run it that way too. I don't know. Uh, we, I don't think we know enough about the specifics of Microsoft stuff, but I guess, <sighs> yeah, I, I, either way to answer the question, I, I don't think this necessarily like results in like more Linux use on the desktop. Uh, and, and I think game developers are already used to uh, working in some of that stuff anyway, you know, be, by virtue of like, hey, we're doing console ports and, and that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, it'll at the end of the day, it's kind of, it's probably an SDK or something, right? Uh, that maybe ends up being multi-platform to begin with. But uh, so I don't know. It doesn't sound like something that necessarily changes the way games are made in that technical sense. 
um, at the engine level and stuff. But but maybe he does, and I just don't. Maybe I'm just not up on that stuff. So we'll see. That's a terrible non-answer, but but I guess it's what I got. The answer lies somewhere in the middle. That's right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Black Lagoon with a you know like a real a real thing. Like, do you think that there'll be an issue with spikes in demand during launch of a big game on Stadia? It's not like they can just spin up extra instances on generic cloud servers since this seems to be custom hardware. I would, yeah, I, I guess like managing load and when users can get in and all that sort of like how many users is too many users for a big launch. You know, they talk about having all these different data centers. So maybe it's a case of like, hey, your local data center is full up, but we're going to spin up one for you at the next closest one. and It'll probably still be fine. Um, and if they see use that is above a certain line for a certain amount of time, then they probably know to go in there and just put in more hardware and leave it there. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think that's something that, you know, you could see growing pains as adoption. Like if adoption of this thing takes off, then yeah, maybe, maybe demand outstrips supply, uh, for just straight up CPU cycles. I wonder, and this is kind of, this is kind of related to what you were just talking about, but it, it's a thought that just popped into my head. Remember, oh boy, this was like 10 years ago. It was a big news story. And it was kind of the thing that led into realizing just how powerful Google was. But it was sort of a thing where it was like, oh, it's so funny. Google, be, through the um, you know monetization of – or through monitoring search results, uh-huh. can accurately predict when flu season is starting and ending. Because they like saw an uptick in people googling right. things that were related to flu symptoms, and then they did some like math and stuff to figure out exactly like when that was going to be. Do you think they have the power to know just how big a video game launch is going to be just from how many people are like? Can they have a team whose pure job is to like come up with a guess of like how many servers they are going to need for a game launch based on? How many people are Googling like this, that, and other? Like, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. And and they're also YouTube, so they know how many people are watching. Like, you could probably start to pull together a pretty accurate data set based on that. We used to pull one together based on traffic to GameSpot. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, and... and I'm sure you can get it somewhat accurate. Like, it's never going to be 100%. There's always yeah, and, and I think like, that was something that's probably something that's way harder today, even if you have double the traffic that GameSpot had back then, just by virtue of, like, the big games are, are plenty big, but there's also, like, stuff coming out that's free to play. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of different circumstances yeah. that a game launch. It's, it, every, it's not everything going to retail, everything going through a pre-order process, all the stuff that you could count on then as, uh, you know, things that, that help you kind of predict that, that curve. Um. I think you're, yeah, you could probably at least narrow it down. Sure. You could get a range. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You could definitely get a range. That's interesting. Uh, and, and you could definitely have cases where like, oh, interest was really high, but then we started seeing um, a lot of negativity about the game. Turns out people don't like it. Right. Like there's some press conference and then afterwards yeah. they just see what people are like. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's not that search traffic drops off a cliff because people are still like, I want to see what the, the hubbub is all about. It's more that like the, the nature of the searches probably change a lot because it's people going like, wait, I hear this is terrible. Like blah, 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 microtransactions. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably a lot of sentiment analysis they can do around that stuff uh, to figure out if people are likely to give it a shot or not. Um, and I think like for, for, I, I think that like demos and trials and stuff like that 
are could could potentially be a very huge part of of that stuff also because it it could just as easily be like hey you know hey you're searching all this stuff like push play right here and just try it uh and and then you know the data they can get out of like hey what did people do after the trial what did they google after the trial what did they do this like starting to pull together those profiles. Which YouTube videos did they watch? Did they watch the one where somebody's like, "This is the great," and the, or did they watch somebody where like, "This is why it sucks." Yeah, and then you start to back into like, okay, well, Google then suddenly has an incentive to not surface videos that say a game is bad, uh, at least on that front. But then you have YouTube that is built around huge traffic and ad revenue, specifically around people saying things are bad. Uh, and high levels of engagement for like film sins and all that other fucking horse shit. Uh, so you've got like a platform that thrives on negativity against this platform that is like trying to sell stuff. Like it's, it's a, well, I, I mean, it's not the first time Google has probably run into a conflict of interest amongst Google. Yeah. So it is what it is, but, uh, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, We've got uh, some uh, some clarification on the Apex uh, Legends uh, battle pass here from okay. from Waterfall Voyeur here. It says, just FYI, these battle pass levels start at a really high XP threshold. Going from level 1 to 2 requires 50% more points than it would uh, for me to pop from 64 to 65. So maybe buying the first 25 levels in advance is going to prove useful. Don't know. 90 days isn't quite enough. Definitely oh, not going to be able to max days. out at this rate. The first 25 levels might make a difference, but I don't know. Even that would be marginal. That sounds like it might be a steep grind. Yeah. Uh, I will be able to... I'll report back next Bombcast after putting some time into it. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that stuff goes. Yeah. Um, I feel like I am at le- definitely in for the Season 1 pass, probably on PC and PS4, honestly, um, just to see how it goes and then probably go from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like... Uh, I you know like like so far with where Apex is right now and how much I've been enjoying it on uh, my Titanfall 2 approach of like anything that's not just like coins or individual skins or any, any kind of bundle thing they're going to sell I'm probably going to buy cuz I like uh I like what they're doing um 10 matches third of the way to level 2 hmm that oh wow that seems steep yeah it seems steep that's like yeah that seems very steep and this is something that like i wouldn't be surprised if there is some slight backlash against it for being too steep or whatever that the respawn seems like the company who would totally be like you know what you guys were right here's a bunch of bonus levels for everyone or something i i yeah i wonder i feel uh, like they've been very vocal about how they're still new at this right the whole live live game thing and are doing their best to try and make something that appeases reddit (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah that's uh, i definitely like when when the details of the battle pass hit yesterday uh i definitely saw like more negativity than i expected Mm -hmm. and then i dug into why and i was like oh i get it actually yeah yeah like some of those items on the battle pass are not are not good yeah uh, or, or not not quality items i have no reason not to trust respawn at this point they seem like they're looking to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, let's see if we got anything else here. Uh, you got any voicemails at all? Sure do, Jeff. Try to... Got one queued up right now. Let's hit it. Let's hit it to win it. Hey, Ben and Jeff. This is James from Boston. 
and uh, I've been catching up on podcasts, and I remember you guys talking about terrible in-game advertisements, and it immediately made me think about uh, the original planet side when the player numbers started to dwindle, uh, started including banners inside the shuttle building that would take you to the hot zones that played audio ads, <laughs> and the only ad that they had for a long time was an ad for Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and it would loop this ad constantly. <laughs> and the player base got so pissed off that they eventually muted it entirely. And uh, I can't think of a single worse in-game advertisement ever. I would invite you guys to think of something, but I don't think there is. And also, I'd like to say, Jeff... Planet Side was pretty much the best game ever, like, best MMO ever, and it did stuff that, like, I can't really think of games doing these days very often, like, 300 players mm -hmm. in a single area on, like, a 56k connection, it's nuts, right? And, like, the time to kill wasn't so bad. <laughs> that was a hell of a game. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Planet Side was fucking great. Is there a way to play Planet Side now? I think Planet Side One is still running. I don't think they shut it down in favor of Planet Side Two. Um, I want to say it's still going, but maybe I did. Hmm. Also, can you think of a worse ad in a video game than no? I, I can't. Audio that's, only that's, uh, trailer. For oh no! They, they they took Planet Side offline in 2016, oh. but Planet Side Two is still up. And I tried Planet Side Two and didn't have a great time with it. Um, it seemed very similar in a lot of ways, but didn't really. I don't know. You know, games had changed. I, that, but man, like so, me and my roommate pretty much went from like non-stop SOCOM all the time, SOCOM 1 and 2, uh -huh. to suddenly, like, we both got into Planet Side, and we were both just playing fucking Planet Side non-fucking-stop, like, all weekend type shit. Uh, and, yeah, Planet Side was good. It was a high-player count. Like, yeah, you could either hit that instant action button and just go, like, get to take me to where the fucking big fight is uh, and do stuff and... You know, you'd wake up the next day and like, oh, overnight, the one of the factions rolled through all these areas and took it all back. And like, okay, well, I guess we got to fucking do it all over again. But like, it was fun enough to do that shit that uh, it w was still cool. And it was unique enough at the time, just conceptually, that it was just, it was a lot of fucking fun. Planet Side was great. Um, They're doing, I, I don't, I don't know that it came out yet, but they... You know, Planet Side 2 has been around for a long time and it never seemed to really do much. Um, and so apparently this summer, according to Steam right now, uh, they are working on Planet Side Arena. A massive multiplayer sci-fi arena shooter. Choose your class. If you want to go, if you want to come out on top, you'll have to go all in to rule the arena. That's, it just, it sounds like a Battle Royale game to me. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. But it, okay, all right, okay, yeah. So it is Battle Royale, solos and threes. 
And then also Massive Clash 250 v 250 group battle. What? Yeah. That sounds cool. Crazy high player counts to ensure that like the shooting never feels quite right. <laughs> um, that was the thing. I mean, Planet Side 2 was maybe a little bit better about that stuff. Uh, but Planet Side, you know, it was like built like an MMO. So the shooting felt weird sometimes uh, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Unispy says, I feel really sick. What's the best game to play when you feel like complete trash? Dota 2. Oh, God. No, that's. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> no, not a game to make you feel like complete trash. You already feel like trash going in. Uh, and you want to feel better? Yeah, ideally. Mm. Or you at least want to forget about your symptoms. I mean, it depends on your age. But if you're around my age, I find I always find going back to just something, uh, something classic on the Super Nintendo, you know, something that you've beaten a few times. Maybe yeah. it's just like you don't really have to think too much about it. Like a Mega Man and X two or a Super Mario World are kind of my go to uh, in that regard. Yeah, I think I, I generally want low stress stuff uh, when I'm when I'm sick. Something that's gonna like get me too focused to where I'm like actively stressed out about a thing that doesn't right. make me feel any better. So yeah, something that's kind of low key, like animal crossing. Oh yeah. Stardew Valley in the chat here from a uh, yeah. secret Panda Lord. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, Minecraft would probably be really good. I'm just going to fucking build some shit, man. Yeah. I'm just going to relax and build some shit. And it's like, it's low key enough to where like, if I look away for 10 minutes because I feel like shit or I'm pooping my pants, something like that. I don't know what kind of sick you are. Just Hopefully not pant poop sick. Yeah. No one wants to be pant poop sick. Uh, let's see here. How you doing on the call front? Doing great. We can take one right now. I love it. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, uh, this is Robert. I'm from Vegas, California. Hey, Robert. What's uh, what's on your mind? Texas. Uh, yeah, uh, I was just, you know, a lot of the loot shooters have been coming out recently. And, um... You know, as they call them. And one of the things that I find in a lot of games that I thought when I was younger we were going to get away from was the notion of, like, these silent protagonists. You know, your character mm -hmm. doesn't speak. Maybe there's a in destiny, your little, uh, you know, guy can, guy speaks for you, kind of. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, I don't know, justification, not like they have to provide, but a lot of the, you know, I hear that, they, oh, that makes me feel like I'm character more. You know, I don't have to hear somebody else's voice. I can voice it. And I was just wondering if you think in games like Division 2, Destiny, if, you know, that's kind of a good choice or if it's in lieu of having to de develop any kind of conversation with them or, you know, having to have a voice for a character that matches every type of character look, ability, you yeah. know, kind of just the idea. Right. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for your call. Yeah, it's it's I I think that. So I, I think it goes game by game. I think there are some games that can get away with the silent protagonist um, stuff for sure. Uh, I don't think the Division 2 does very good with its story stuff at all. And I think having a silent character is part of the problem. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you know, you, the, the way characters address you in that game, uh, you want a response from the character. You want the character to respond. And, and, and I, I never identify with it. Like I, I, I am never that close to a player character 
where I feel like, oh, it's got to be my voice or, or, or it's got to be what I say. So I don't think the Division 2 needs a conversation system. I don't think Destiny needs a conversation system um, or anything like that. But I would prefer to hear the players, the, the characters speak. Because um, I think it's, it's cornier to just have a player character that just like shrugs and just nods and walks off. And, and you know, like every character has to address them with yes or no questions because that's all you could do. Like I, I think silent protagonists generally speaking are bad um yeah i i would rather just tell me the story i know it's a story i know i don't have full control over it it's the story you're telling me it's not like having it not speak somehow makes me engage with it more if anything it makes me try to fill in the gap with something i might say and that's never reflected either so i'd rather just tell me what the story is at that point or you know build a conversation system and give me meaningful control Totally. Like, um, if a game is not necessarily about the characters, I'm more fine with it. Like, if it, uh, a recent game was a silent protagonist that I thought totally worked perfectly was East Shade. Mm. <clears throat> that kind of chill out painting exploration game. Uh, you meet and talk to other people and you can respond to their questions, and you are a character. Like, you're sent there from your mother sent you there to that island or mm-hmm. whatever, but there's no dialogue from you which I think is perfectly fine because it's kind of like about being a stranger in a strange land and you don't really know anything that's going on. And so I felt like it fit in with the theme of the game. But yeah, more often than not, I really do want something to latch on to. You know, I I come to games for story and narrative and character uh, more than many people I find. And when I don't have that main player I can latch on to, as like an anchor point for everything right. else, I feel like kind of disconnected. Yeah, uh, I, I would rather just have speech in 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 the majority of games, for sure. Um, and especially if they're trying to tell a story, if they're trying to tell a specific story with like no, you know, yeah, just just give it to me. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think it's that much to ask to say like, hey, you know, yeah, you, a lot of games have done it at this point, so it's well with, you know, it seems like it's well within the budgets of of modern games um, to go out there and record every line of dialogue a few different times depending on how many different player voices you want. So, yeah, I would, uh, I would prefer more player speech in, in games. Magic Alex 84 says, hey, what about this? What if Google could take a sample of your voice and then use their AI neuro network shit to make the main character sound like you? Oh, God. Huh? I never make my character look like me. So I, I wouldn't want my voice necessarily to come out of. Yeah, it's funny. I never make my character look like me either. But I always, when given a character screen with a bunch of different characters, I will pick the tallest character. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, I think when it comes down to it, I don't know what I look like. Uh, if I wanted to make a character that look like me, I would ask someone else to do it. I mean, there's like a a drawing of you I could show you that you can kind of maybe base it off of. Okay. I'm also really bad at taking drawings or pictures and then recreating recreating them, them in a yeah. in a thing not all of us can be abby right yeah abby's tremendous at that stuff i'm fucking it's i'm cool. the shits um let's see here yeah uh super string says any thoughts on how bioware went from a specific character shepherd to generic titles like inquisitor pathfinder and freelancer i think that's just you know they're just solving the tech realities with you know they're 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 bending their storytelling to fit the realities of the techn- technology and the story they want to tell. I mean, I think freelancer makes plenty of sense considering there are ostensibly 
millions of them out there playing that game. Well, purchasing that. Yeah. Well, whatever it is. Talking about the game. Talking about the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know that I care that much about that stuff. But also, like, I played as Default Shepard. Uh, so, like, to me, to me, Mass Effect didn't need a character creator. I would have been happy if it was just like, here's like three shepherds. Yep. Four shepherds, you know. Um, two dudes, two ladies. Yeah. Some skin tone options. Ah, uh, you know, I don't I, I, That's, of course, that's me saying that. I, I'm sure that, you know, different people, you know, representation is important. People would want more options than that. Um, so, so maybe, maybe that is just me, but, uh, here's, here's a question. All right. Uh, when creating the character, uh, what do you create first? Uh, whatever's first on the list. I just go down the list. Mm. So if it starts with the head, I go into the head options and start doing that stuff. And then half the time, if I'm okay with the default uh, or, or one of the defaults or something like that, I won't change much. <sighs> when it gets to like browse spacing and all this other stuff, like I just don't, I just don't care. I love fucking it up. Yeah, um, like like fucking it up is fun, and you know, like there's that, but like also, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up, and then be like, that's my character for the next two years. Like, well, you know, if I end up liking this game and they don't allow that, or you know, that that's probably frustrating. Bill, I almost said Bill Centennial, Bill McNeil in the chat nails it. You got to go hair first, uh, because I find that more often than not, I will create a face and a body that I like, mm-hmm. and I will not find a single hairstyle that looks good on it, and I will recreate my character entirely. Just mm. And mostly because that is like the one predominant thing you see from the back, which is most like char- most character right. creation yeah. games, you're looking at your guy in like third person I from behind. I care about hair and ass. Yeah, exactly. Like hair and clothes are really the only thing you actually see. Yeah. Except out of the, out of, out of, out of cutscenes. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Carpe DMT says, "What if Stadia was free? So without a subscription, you get the feature where you could hop into a streamer's game off YouTube, but you couldn't save, you didn't own the game, and couldn't decide to play it whenever, just when the game was on." I can see them doing something like that. Yeah, that for like be. on a case by case right, basis. Yeah. Like if, if the game makes sense to do it that way, is is a like hey, there's kind of like a demo way to do it, but uh, it's almost like the uh, you would have multiplayer games on the PC in the '90s. Uh, be like, okay, here's the install disc and game disc and all that sort of stuff, and you can install a spawned version of the game for other players that don't own the game. They can download a client that can only join; it can't host. So you could use one one copy of the game to have a LAN party. Um, and then they realized, like, what if instead we sold four copies of a game? So they did that instead. Um, but something conceptually that was like that, that you could do this way, might make sense. Um, I think it depends on the types of games you're making and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see here. <sighs> Brinty says Dragon Ball Superheroes is only 17 days away. Are you excited? What sort of team are you excited to play as? Is it going to be seven different Gokus from different timelines or weird OG characters like Devilman or Android 8, the Frankenstein guy? I don't know. It's Dragon Ball Superheroes. Is that that mobile game? I don't know what Dragon Ball Superheroes is. I think that's. I, I It's hard to type that in. Yeah. Apparently oh. it's an OVA. Super. But, that's Super Dragon Ball Heroes. We're looking for Dragon Ball Superheroes. 
totally different. Uh, O-N-A. I don't know what that, what is it? I don't know what this is. I'm out of my anime element on this one. O-N-A based on the Dragon Ball franchise, more specifically the arcade game. Oh, it's an arcade. Okay. What is it? O-N-A. I for O-V-A. I get original net animation. What? Fuck. Web anime. You didn't need to distinguish that. O-N-A. Come on. Um. All right. Did you see they're adding fucking GT Kid Goku? Yes. Oh my god, that's so funny that they're adding the GT Kid Goku and not Kid Goku from Dragon Ball, a series that is still canon. I, you know, it's uh, it's, it's, they're they're taking it back. Dragon Ball GT is being re-entered into the canon. Yeah, I mean, as we speak. You know, I I know you're like really excited to start watching GT. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm a big. I'm yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's the thing that comes next. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just continue watching it? Uh, it is a Switch and PC game from Dimps. It's a trading card game coming, coming April fifth. Okay, so what's who's on your team of five? Who's on my team of five from the Dragon Ball canon? Okay, characters I'm aware of from Dragon Ball that are good. I'm gonna say you can have like out bad guys and good guys on the on of course, the team. Together. Of course, I can. Okay. Of course, I can. <laughs> it's foolish. Um. I'm going to say I want uh hmm I feel like there's one here that's a team of 5 mm-hmm. I would want oh, and and this is this is just like my five favorite characters not necessarily yeah, like not based the five on power strongest. like you don't yeah. know what the event is I don't is know what be. the event I don't yeah I don't know what the the gameplay is of it so I can't necessarily speak to that but it might just be like a fashion show you know who knows it's okay. just like all right I I want Videl. Uh-huh. Uh I want I want Vegeta base level black hair Vegeta. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop you right here and say I've noticed you haven't said Goku. No, I I I haven't said Goku yet. <laughs> okay. I'm still thinking this through. Okay. Hmm. Android 18. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mr. Satan. Mm-hmm. And the farmer with the shotgun <laughs> and the pickup truck. <laughs> oh, whose power level is 14. Yeah. Yeah. But the pickup, you know, but he was not using the scouter on the pickup truck, which actually turns out is the power in that relationship. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. That's a pretty good team. I would take trunks might be a, a, a contender in that list. Also, Ooh, yeah, uh, I would take the Ginyu Force. It's a good strong all five. Do you think that they have any kind of like bonus, like your team of five, like they're going to get like a a unity kind of? Hey, we're all yeah. You know, I've never really seen them all fight together. <laughs> the one time we got to see them fight, they were kind of right. all like yeah, fucked up, scattered, and, and yeah. So, all right, yeah, it's a trading card game, so I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> I'll look at it. Featuring 1,000 cards oh, choice. from different series, including Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, and Dragon Ball GT. Those are the three things, the three Dragon Ball things Namco felt to call out. Jesus. Was includes Super, Xenoverse 2, and GT. Ooh, are they going to have Super 17? What? Oh, fuck. It's a GT thing. Oh, you man. wouldn't understand. All right. 
Oob might also <laughs> make my list. Oob. I like I like Oob. <laughs> I like the idea of Oob. He's just a cool little kid. Yeah. He's just like, what, Goku? All right. I like, I'm, I like, I'm a good fighter. I'm I like, want to be like Goku. Do not be like Goku. <laughs> um, do not be like Goku. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, yeah, we have an update. Uh, unfortunate update from a Unispy here who says, I am indeed pant poop sick. (laughs) Maybe play a mobile game or a portable, something you can carry around with you. Something something on the Switch. Yeah, something on the Switch. Something something as you move about the house. Uh, Let's see here. Msusa1991 says, What arcade game have you dumped the most quarters into? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. The Simpsons game's probably up there. Yeah. It's got to be something at Scandia. I'd probably, I mean, it, it's probably like Street Fighter Alpha 1 or Mortal Kombat 3. I was going to say MVC 2 might be it. But it also might be Smash TV mm. or. Oh, yeah. Our comic like book shop had a Smash or, TV you know, machine like 2 that I played a lot. Games like that that are just built to just suck money out of you. Um, might also be high up on that list. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know what it wasn't? Fucking skee ball because my arms are long enough to reach past the barrier that holds the balls back. And I guess you got yeah. to play for free. And by play for free, I mean it didn't track my score or anything. Yeah, but, but you got to roll balls. I got to roll the balls. That's all you ever want to do, really, is roll the balls. Yeah. It's fun. If you get a prize at the end, that's even better. Yeah. But the prize is getting to roll the balls, I think. Uh,. Let's see here. How, how are we doing over there? Uh, you got any calls or voicemails or anything like that? Yeah, we can do uh, one more voicemail yeah, here. Wrap it up here. Uh, it's been a big, crazy day. It has been a big, crazy day. Um, let's just pick. How? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hi, this is Nathan from Olympia, Washington. What's a book that you had to read for school that you actually liked? Huh. A book I had to read for school that I actually liked. It wasn't until I was always on the math track in in high school. I was like always two years ahead in math and fucking hated English. Yeah. Uh, and then junior into senior year of English, I got really into like reading and writing way more than I had been. Um, and I think the big one for me that I kind of became obsessed with was The Stranger by Camus. Um nice little short book that i read back to back like front to back twice uh just because it was so weird and our teacher was really good at teaching the unit on it Mm. um and uh that opened me up to a lot of like fiction that i would have not otherwise sought like kind of philosophy based fiction that i wouldn't have have sought out otherwise yeah i don't know i'm trying to think if i ever really i mean you know like i i thought that all quiet on the western front oh yeah and uh flowers for algernon and like never read that one uh diary of Anne frank like i thought that stuff was like interesting for sure uh i'm just not a big fiction reader um anymore mm-hmm. but i i don't know i will probably read hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and neuromancer 
five to ten times over the course of the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably go back to those. I feel like, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with a lot of fiction is I will just like, oh, I want to reread this thing uh, and, and go back to it. I don't know. Um, kind of getting back into books after like not reading anything for the last two years. Yeah. Um, I busted out some old books and started reading I've been cleaning out my garage and, and making a lot of room and all this other stuff and, and finding a lot of books that I've owned for years and years. And you're like, oh, right, yeah. Um, a lot of Garfield in there. A lot of old oh, Mad yeah. Magazines in there. So, you know, I've, I've got plenty of reading material for a while. Oh, God. Just, just going to add all those Mad Magazines you, to my Goodreads profile. If you, if you have them, do yourself a favor and go read some Mad Magazines from the early 2000s. Because ho- when I went home... Uh, last I found like my old magazine collection and was just thumbing through some like Britney Spears era, Paris Hilton era, Mad Mac, Mad magazines. And, uh, yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what? You know, I'm going to say it here, Alfred E. Newman, uh-huh. you're canceled. Oh shit. Damn. What about Sylvester P. Smythe? Mm, I'm not ready to spill that tea. Okay. All right. Well, maybe next week. We can get into the cracked over and so on. Um, That's going to do it for this week. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us uh, for many, many hours today with all these three streams and all this other stuff. Um, If you're not watching, listening live, what's the future like? The future is scary. Call in Leah. Leave some voicemails. Yeah. Like, tell yeah. us about what you think about this Google stuff. And I'm sure we'll have a little more yeah. hands-on impressions and stuff. Yeah. We'll have something to say. Yeah, some more to say, probably. Hip-hop a little matzo ball.